winter is a great time to plan. In the winter, I can't really dig or build or do too many major repairs or projects on the farm. Every winter for the past several, I have planned and replanned my garden. Even so, when I rebuilt it last summer, I didn't factor in an unintended result of that rebuild. I just didn't think about it. Welcome to the accidental farm. My farm is your farm. I mean that. You are here and I am telling you everything. All the secrets. You know the characters here just as well as I do. In fact, I am surprised when you respond to one story with an insight from another. Every time. I thought I might give you a bird's eye view. What the hawks and eagles see when they soar over the farm. A long driveway. It's gravel, and it comes in straight, turning to the right, just in time to arrive at the stone and glass house. The straight part of the driveway flanks a one-acre pond on its left that is home to fish, bass mostly, and visiting birds. On the right up the hill are the beehives, twelve of them in a fenced-in yard with an assortment of fruit trees, peaches, pears, apples, and long ago, a few cherries. At the far end of the pond on the left, just before the driveway turns, is a garden the size of a tennis court, and behind that, an old chicken coop and goat house, both fenced in. Facing the house is a new project, a garage and a guest house. The main house is simple and has but three bedrooms, one of them now converted into my podcast studio. The driveway pulls up to the house on its right, but if you continue up to the left, you will be on the barn road. It leads to a little gray barn, 24 feet by 24 feet with two small shelters protruding from sides for the goats and for the chickens and ducks. The barn is near the woods, tucked in, and from it extends two pastures 500 feet in length. They have the most glorious view from there, the 15 animals who live in the barn. Let's dive into the garden for a minute. In the center of one short end, about 40 feet in length, is a double gate. On either side, a peninsula of colorful perennials bloom throughout the summer. Scattered throughout, especially along the fence, are tall, plumed grasses that provide some coverage and texture in the fall and winter. Inside the garden, paths coated in stone dust define a garden structure of sorts. When you enter, a picnic table invites you to sit down for a drink or a snack, but it's more often topped with tools and other items I need for my work that day. From the table, two defined spaces for more flowers dominate the front part of the garden. One L's along the fence around the corner, and the other, a central square, features a dogwood centerpiece cone flowers, bee balm, some daisies, and a few other flowers. Next to that, on the right by the fence, is a six-by-eight-foot greenhouse. Beyond this flower area are all raised beds. My new planning system features double-high beds, two feet high, loaded with composted manure on the bottom and other soil on the top. The beds are long and narrow, only three feet wide so that I can plant and weed and harvest without switching sides. On the left side of the garden are the two biggest beds. One is 30 feet long and one is 40 feet in length, 
broken up by a six-foot gap where the water and the washstand sit. Water is central to the garden and so important. On the right, one long bed lines itself up with the fence from the greenhouse to the end of the garden. Off of it are four long beds connected like a capital E, but with a bigger gap in the middle between bed two and three. The whole idea of the wide gaps was so that I could drive my gator into the garden with supplies and composted manure and other garden nutrients and mulch. It was a back saver. Works like a charm. What I did not realize was happening when I made higher beds and pathways for my gator was that what I was really creating was a space for people. For visitors to come, to sit, to pull a weed to steal a cherry tomato warming in the sun. When my garden was back-to-back beds with four-foot paths, visitors rarely came for more than a minute. Now I have parties in the garden. I show it off in all its glory. I show it off in all its glory with tomato plants toppling and pumpkin vines choking out the snow peas. I no longer weed before they come. Here, pull this one out. Put it in that blue bucket over there. And before long, we are talking and laughing and the bucket is filled. Finally, after 14 years, the garden has achieved its true purpose, to invite you, to delight you. It is work, to be sure. But I am no longer alone, toiling to show off a perfect garden. Instead, I present you with a garden in progress, of which you can be a part. By pulling a weed, by stealing a snack, by sitting and sipping something cool in the afternoon sun. So when you are planning your garden, whether on a city fire escape or in your backyard or on your patio, make room for your favorite flowers and vegetables. Find a way to keep your best tools close at hand and definitely make room for the people. They grow there too. XL. 